Your head is very smooth and very sensuous. The following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. All right, all right, everybody, check it out, check it out. Welcome friends, welcome foes, welcome those who hate me, and welcome those who love me. Welcome all to the big show, that's right, this is the podcast for August 6, 2023. Hopefully everybody's having a fantastic weekend, we have a lot of clips, a lot of news. Politically, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. Also, at the end of the uh, show here, we're going to talk about the box office results, Big stuff happening with the box office. Barbie is blowing up bigger than ever. Again, news clips, which I'm going to get to politically and entertainment. This is going to be a live show, folks. So hopefully everybody's having a great time sitting down, laying down, doing whatever you're doing right now in your town. Enjoying another episode inside my head. Uh, again, coming to you from PSN Radio, Sofla Radio, and of course, the big one, Public Streaming Network. That's right, the PSN. And uh, we're a media corporation. Have no mistakes about that. Make no mistakes on that fact. And uh, we uh, we love being here with you through and through. This is my podcast. And, uh, of course, I have a lot of stuff that is on video. If you want to check that out, easy to get me. You know how to get there. Angel. My first name, Espino, my last name, dot com. Very easy, A-N-G-E-L-E-S-P-I-N-O dot com. Again, that's angelespino.com for all your info on moi. That's right, me, the big old noggin, the big old head, right here live and uh well again pre-recorded we're trying to get back to doing live and we will get back to that point i promise you that much but let's see you know it's a work in progress and we're trying to do everything on our end and not power to do so so please bear with us last week we we're supposed to be on Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do a, a podcast for the previous week, so now I'm doing this one for this week, and hopefully we have a, another one, a good one as well for next week. Uh, we have a lot of guests which I'm lining up for the next month and beyond because we are going to be doing shows for the formidable future. We're not going anywhere. Like my good friend Cali guy would say, the hiatus is over. It's time to get back to business. We took some time off, but we back, baby. And this is, like I said, episode 299. Yeah. Officially, but to be honest with you, we're actually past the 300 mark a long time ago. But what happened was, see, what had happened was, GoDaddy a while back had a server meltdown and wiped my entire server, 
without telling me nothing, and I've discussed it before, I was disgusted, yeah, I disgusted, and I'm disgusted, well, I, I was sick into my stomach, into my core soul, how GoDaddy treated me, they did me so bad and so poor that I, I no longer host anything on there, recommend you do the same, they rip people off, they're expensive as hell, and uh, I had a very bad experience with them. That's why I left their hosting. I still have my domains there. And I'm looking to maybe transfer them over. Also, all my, webs all my websites now are on the uh, Blogspot websites. And uh, let me tell you, Blogspot is awesome. I've had no issues with any of the sites. I highly recommend if you're going to host something, if you're going to uh, build your own website, Go to Blockspot. Forget, you know, buying these expensive hosting packages on uh, places like GoDaddy and stuff. It's not worth it, folks. It really isn't. So I made that switch, and, uh, you know, it cost me about 100 episodes of this show. Cost me about uh, about 200, I think, or 100-something on Odyssey Radio and other shows and video stuff and Damn you, GoDaddy, you sent me back. But officially on SoundCloud and everywhere else, this is episode 299 for Inside the Jackal's Head. So we're one away officially from hitting that 300 mark, which again, I'm excited about because it's going to be an official upload on the SoundCloud. And uh, it's been a long time coming. I really should have hit that number earlier this year, but we took a lot of time off since December of last year. Till recently when we came back mostly due to my health as you can tell my voice has changed drastically over the years so to my thyroid and other health issues which i'm trying to uh, overcome still but hey i'm still trucking along moving on and you know we're doing our thing here on on the uh show i'm still working on trying to you know uh do this live which without our old broadcaster uh online and you know that's been a big issue i've not been able to find a replacement for it so if anybody uh knows anything that can help with that we used to use the sam broadcaster pro we no longer have access to it so if you have any other suggestions or you could hook it up somehow please let me know easy way to email me is the jackal's head gmail.com that's right that's the official email for this show the jackals head at gmail.com that's spelled t-h-a as an angel j-a-c-k-a-l s-h-e-a-d at gmail.com the jackals head at gmail.com of course you can follow me and my work on my website, angelespino.com. All my information, podcast from beginning to now is all there. Uh, I've done a lot of work on putting my Spotify, iHeartMedia, uh, TuneIn. All my uh, archives are there, all directly from SoundCloud, so you can keep up with everything going on. Please. Also, add me and follow me on all those places if you have uh, your own channels there or you have your own accounts. I really greatly appreciate that. Like I said earlier, I have a lot of stuff to get over. I have a lot of clips to talk about. 
A lot of political stuff I want to get to. And at the end of the show, like usual, I'm going to go over the box office report for this weekend. And uh, it's a huge one again for Barbie. If you're a fan of the, uh, the Barbie Ken dolls, I'm not. Never played with them. Never owned them. Uh, still, the movie really didn't speak to me. But I hear good things. Uh, especially from like the likes of Naroki 5 from uh, the Red Pill Show and other places uh, that are saying that this movie is actually kind of, in a sense, tricking you into thinking it's one thing, but is really discussing the overall wokeness and, uh, you know, that whole nonsense that's going on in the country right now. I do have uh, stuff to talk about when it comes to that and the amazing box office of that movie in a short period of time but with that out of the way that's going to be much later on right now i want to get to these clips which are just incredibly mind-boggling you gotta check some of this stuff out folks this is insane when i say this is insane i'm not kidding i'm not playing around this is insane in fact let's kick it off with uh jason aldean versus the view Guys, this is getting really hot up in there. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg and uh, the chicks from The View keep putting their foot in their mouth and talking all kinds of crazy shit. And I'm just happy that somebody like Jason Aldean is, you know, firing back. I hate to see people sue people uh, when it comes to, like, things they say because of freedom of speech and this and that. But there's a difference between freedom of speech and constantly using your platform like Whoopi does to target anybody on the conservative right of the country and smear them and just, you know, use the race card. She's become notorious for this. I don't get it. Um, you know, she used to be somebody that I respected. I, I loved her on Star Trek. I don't know what's gone on with her mentally, but she's recently just gone off to deep end and jason aldean is uh well he's telling you don't try that in a small town like the one he comes from check out this clip this is really really good stuff you know when you're a certain age you use words that you know from when you were a kid or you remember saying and that's what i did today and i shouldn't have You've gone too far. I don't understand how he could be that disconnected, how people around him didn't say to him, hey, listen, you know what? Maybe there's a better way to do this. And I've been trying to say this. This is not about race. It's about people getting together and acting right, acting like we got some common sense. There's a lot wrong here. In the realm of Hollywood, few figures are as iconic and influential as Whoopi Goldberg. Now, I got to stop it right there for a second because, you know, you heard Whoopi say that, you know, these are words you use when you're growing up and stuff that, you know, it's funny that she says that because she's kind of echoing what Donald Trump uh, said uh, when he was questioned and, and bombarded with hate over the whole Billy Bush uh, hot mic incident. Uh, you know, Trump was talking uh, like a dude to another dude, and the, uh, you know, hot mic them, uh, that should have, you know, he should have sued them for that to begin with, but he didn't, but it's funny how Whoopi is echoing what Trump said, but when he said it, she bashed him for it, you know, all these chicks on The View bashed Trump, and now it's funny, she's caught up in some shit, 
she's echoing the same kind of wordage that he used to defend himself, and everybody's taking her side in, uh, in the uh, liberal side and saying, oh, poor Whoopi, poor Whoopi, poor nothing. If you're going to criticize the president, if you're going to lie about the president, if you're going to lie about Jason Aldean, and it comes back to haunt you, and karma bites you in the ass, you got to take it like a champ, and uh, you put yourself in this position, Whoopi, and shame on you for now trying to use a similar language or similar statement to what Trump said that you trashed them on, and your, your chicks on The View, your friends on The View, trashed them on. And ironically enough, though, folks, this is what the left does. They love to always trash Trump and the conservatives and independents when uh, it suits them. And then a lot of times they mimic what we uh, we say in our defense when it suits them, even though it's normally a lie on their case, and it's usually the truth on our end, as we all know. Remember, no Russia, 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 hoax. The laptop was real. But let's continue with this Jason Aldean thing because this gets even more interesting as the clip continues to tell you the story and the narrative behind this story. But again, Whoopi is a hypocrite just for saying what she said in her own defense, considering how much she has trashed people in the past, including the president, who again was illegally recorded on a hot mic by Billy Bush that one day when they went out and uh, they were going to do a, a special for E.T. And, of course, Trump spoke about how since, you know, he's now a celebrity at that time, he was doing The Apprentice, how women, uh, you know, are so uh, floozy and they throw themselves at celebrities. And, you know, he, he loves women. Nothing wrong there. He even said, I love hugging women. I love beautiful women. And, you know, I think he was kind of shocked that being a celebrity allowed him to, you know, just go up to them and, and uh, hey, eventually he's going to be able to grab the, you know what. But for those who are kind of like, he shouldn't have said that. That was disgusting. Look, you idiots. How do you think you were brought into the world? Do you not think your dad at some point went and grabbed your mom's pussy? Guess what? That's what happens. That's how sex happens at one point or another in every relationship and in, in every normal relationship. Guess where the hand goes to know if there's a vagina or a dick hanging there. You may not like the fact, but it happens in every date. I've been on a lot of dates in my 45 years. And at one point in every date, where we're making out, you know, whether it be in the car or in the apartment or the house or wherever, you know, it went to, at one point or another, the hand was reaching for the pussy, on my case, and her hand was reaching for my dick. And that's a fact of life. The fact that they tried to destroy Trump's reputation for saying facts to a guy named Billy Bush, which is ironic enough, and the fact that it was on a hot mic, ironic enough, 
By the way, Billy Bush is related to George Bush in the Bush family, the former president, uh, which they all hate Trump. So go figure how that became a hot mic uh, thing, huh, guys? Huh? Anybody put that together yet? No, right? Well, you might have heard it here first on Inside the Jackal's Head. But let's uh, let's keep checking out this clip because it just it keeps getting better and better and better. Known for her extraordinary talent, boundless charisma, and groundbreaking achievements, she has risen to become a legendary figure in the entertainment industry. However, fame and success do not exempt celebrities from the complexities of legal battles as demonstrated in a recent turn of events that left Whoopi Goldberg grappling with emotions like never before. As fans and followers of her illustrious career, the revelation of Whoopi's emotional struggles and raw anguish came as a stark reminder that even the most celebrated individuals endure profound challenges beyond the glitz and glamour of stardom. In a shocking twist that captured headlines and sparked public interest, Whoopi Goldberg found herself embroiled in a high-profile lawsuit that challenged not only her professional Professional integrity, mm. but also her well-being. They take pictures, and then people say, hey, "What is that?" Or you take a picture of Nelly. The one and only Whoopi Goldberg has landed herself in yet another controversy, and this time it's looking serious. Buckle up as we dive into the nitty-gritty of how this beloved celebrity found herself in a sticky situation that could cost her big time. So the country singer Jason Aldean played a song, "Not in a Small Town." And as fate would have it, this hot topic made its way to the set of The View. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason, and uh, we're on the set of my brand new music video for Try That in a Small Town. Again, working with my favorite. Where Whoopi and her fabulous co-hosts didn't hold back their opinions following the release of its music video. While the track was initially launched in May, it surged to the num two spot on the Billboard Hot 100 only after the music video's recent premiere. The video portrays protests and confrontations with the police, which contributed to its controversial nature. Despite the widespread scrutiny, the song remarkably defied the odds and managed mm -hmm. to secure a high position on the music chart. The music video has already garnered over 22 million views. Now we all know that Whoopi Goldberg is never one to shy away from speaking her mind, and boy did she do just that. She slams Jason Aldean's left and right for the message conveyed in his song. It's safe to say that things got heated, and Whoopi made it crystal clear that she found the song's intentions questionable. But here's the kicker. It seems like Whoopi's fiery comments might have landed her in hot water. Jason Aldean's team are seriously considering suing the legendary actress for the remarks she made on national television. And we're not talking chump change here, we're talking about a potential lawsuit that could have her facing the loss of everything she's worked so hard to achieve. I respect everything everyone is saying to me and I, I you know, I don't want to fake apologize. Following the recent release of the song, Whoopi Goldberg shared her thoughts sparking even greater chaos and discussion surrounding the track. In a segment on The View, Whoopi Goldberg strongly criticized Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. According to her, yep, the portrayal of imagery related to the Black Lives Matter protests in the music video was unjustified and raised serious concerns. She stated, He's got folks from the Black Lives Matter movement and he's talking about people taking care of each other. And I find it so interesting that it never occurred to Jason or the writers that that's what these folks were doing. They Man. were taking care of the people in their town because they didn't like what they saw. Joy Behar and Sonny Hostin, her fellow co-hosts, vehemently criticized the song, branding it as deplorable and annoying. Why? As a lawyer, when I put my legal hat on, yeah, okay. I don't believe in censorship. Right. However, this man is from Macon, Georgia. This triggered a significant wave of backlash from the fans. 
She continued, just like you talk about people taking care of each other in small towns, we do the same thing in big towns. You just have to realize that when you make it about Black Lives Matter, people kind of say, well, are you talking about black people? What are you talking about here? After the show, a news outlet reported that Jason intends to sue Berg, Sonny Hostin, and Joy Behar from The View, alleging that they called him racist during the broadcast. The news publication, the Dunning-Kruger Times, published an article titled, Jason Aldean Files Defamation Suit Against Whoopi, and The View, I'm No Racist. According to the article, Aldean has filed a $40 million lawsuit. You know, something that was just sort of crapping out, you know, and I didn't really know what it was. And so it took me a while to, to realize and even... Seeking counsel's advice for the legal action. Jason Aldean's attorney, Joe Barron, was quoted saying that Whoopi must be held accountable for her actions. If this information is accurate, Whoopi could be faced with a substantial financial penalty, given that all evidence against her has been documented online. Contrary to rumors being circulated online, Jason Aldean is not filing a lawsuit against Whoopi Goldberg and The View over their critique of his latest track. The piece published by The Dunning-Kruger Times is entirely satirical and devoid of any factual basis. Due to the backlash and criticism received by the song, with people interpreting the lyrics and video as being deeply personal to black people, Jason Aldean took to Twitter to clarify the song's inspiration. He stated that the song refers to a small community where he grew up. Interestingly, this isn't the first time Whoopi has faced threats of legal action. Several years ago, Kyle Rittenhouse, the teenager acquitted after a shooting incident during an anti-racism protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, also declared his intention to sue Whoopi Goldberg, aimed at raising funds to take legal action against media companies and individuals, including Whoopi, for spreading false information about him. Whoopi's controversies have led to her suspension from ABC's The View, triggered by her remarks claiming that the Holocaust was not about race. The news of her suspension was confirmed by ABC News President Kim Godwin. She claimed, effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comments. Kim Godwin, president of ABC News, wrote in the statement, While Whoopi has apologized, I have asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, family, and communities. Earlier, BT had reported an incident on an episode of The View, where Whoopi made insensitive comments during a discussion about a Tennessee school district's decision to remove Art Spiegelman's Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel, Mouse, which focuses on the Holocaust. The removal was based on concerns about inappropriate language and nudity in the book. Whoopi stated, The Holocaust isn't about race. It's not. It's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. These are two groups of white people. Afterward, Whoopi Goldberg issued an apology through Twitter and a press release expressing, I'm sorry for the hurt that I have caused. She also reaffirmed her unwavering support for Jewish people worldwide, stating that her commitment to them remains steadfast. With Goldberg stating, I know a lot of people were upset about what I said yesterday and the things that I regret, so I wanted to clear this up. Due to the recent drama and rumors being spread about Jason suing Whoopi Goldberg, fans have taken the internet by storm. A tweet from a user on Twitter stated, I hope Jason Aldean takes everything from those vile creatures on The View. It's time we all made people like Whoopi pay for their bullshit. However, his account got suspended due to a violation of the Twitter rules. So we have a lot to unpack there. And the reason I wanted uh, to play that clip starting off is because the view is a disgusting show from Joey Behar to, you know, Whoopi Goldberg to all the other uh, talking puppets on that show. 
Whoopi has been getting away with this stuff for years, Behart as well. And I'm not one for censoring. I think it's wrong when you censor uh, anybody's opinion, whether it's right or left or center or whatever. So while I'm not for them censoring the view, at some point, the company has to understand that these people cannot get away with besmirching, smearing, trying to destroy reputations. You know, it's one thing to give your opinion on something, but when you outright claim somebody is something, that's when you go a little too far, especially if you use the race word or anything of that stuff, which, you know, this country is still very sensitive on. Because of that, I, I, I'm leaning towards Jason Aldean uh, suing them and it being a good thing. But a lot of me really has issues with this because I'm so pro-freedom of speech. And within freedom of speech, you know, comes freedom of expression, freedom of the press, all this stuff. Now, we know The View is not a press organization. I mean, that's laughable. They're a bunch of women who hate men, uh, especially conservatives. For whatever reason, uh, you know, Whoopi has opened up on this show a side of her that we never saw when she was on Star Trek or any of her previous movies. You know, I hate how celebrities now think that their opinion is so important that they have to share with everybody. Whoopi Goldberg was once a very loved actress in this country. After she joined The View, my God, I don't know what's going on with her. With the anti-Semitic stuff, the countless racist stuff that she says. I mean, these two items that the you know that this clip talks about are really just small potatoes to the overall personality that Whoopi Goldberg has on this show, and it's dangerous. It's uh, it's dangerous because of the amount of people that watch this show and are brainwashed by lies. You know how many people sit there and actually watch The View and think that everything these women say is factual? I mean, we're talking about millions and millions of people here, folks. So when they go on there and talk about Jason Aldean or Kyle Rittenhouse or Donald Trump or anybody that is conservative and they trash them and they lie about it, and nothing's ever done except, well, you know, a Whoopi gets suspended for a few days. Oh, slap on the wrist. Uh, then she comes back and she does it again. And, oh, slap on the wrist. And she does it and comes back. It's like, you know, how many times are we supposed to see that before ABC or whoever comes in and says, okay, enough of that. And they actually take action. I don't know what stopped them, uh, you know, so far right now. I would have thought the anti-Semitic comments she made previously were, were bad. Even though I do agree with her on one thing, um, the Holocaust was not a racial issue. It was a religious issue. And it had an insane person in Adolf Hitler, the most evil, vile, insane human being that's ever walked this earth. Okay, let me make that clear. Adolf Hitler 
was next to Lucifer only because the devil, well, you can't beat the devil, right? You can only be his apprentice. And that's how bad Adolf Hitler was. He slaughtered, killed, and did horrible things to these uh, people for no reason other than religious reasons and the craziness in his head that led him to slaughter all these poor innocent Jewish folks. And in a sense, what she was trying to say was accurate because it wasn't a race issue, but it still came off as anti-Semitic the way she said it. And I think what she was trying to do here with this whole Jason Aldean thing blew up in her face, and she was trying to go with a similar approach. But what happens here is, look, we know Black Lives Matter rioted. We know Antifa helped. We know who's behind Black Lives Matter and how they don't care about the black community. They're all originally Marxist-trained, communist, socialist, and they hate this country and have not given a penny to the black community. They've moved into white neighborhoods, liberal white neighborhoods, and they've used all this income that's come to them from the BLM movement to pay their way. We know that as a fact. Okay, let's not mix words here. Defend Black Lives Matter and that movement is laughable because what those folks have done has not helped a single black person other than the creators of that movement. Everybody else who chipped in expecting for the organization to help other black communities completely got blindsided by that and now we're seeing years later, you know, that y'all been lied to. You know, you gave all this money to these uh, people who ended up leaving the uh, black neighborhoods they were in. They moved into neighborhoods, again, liberal white neighborhoods for the wealthy. They made, you know, made all these hundreds of millions of dollars. Mi you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, folks. And yes, they rioted. Jason Aldean is 100% right. They burned cities down. They rioted. They killed. They caused billions in damages. This is documented facts. So for Whoopi to try to say that Jason Aldean is this or that, or he's, I mean, gaslighting racism is basically what she was trying to do and trying to say that he's doing it. And while the video might show a clip which shows again blackout black lives matter doing what he's saying not to do in his town or in a small town like his those clips are real okay uh whoopee those clips are accurate there's a reason why they exist because they happened on 2020 he's not lying he wasn't exaggerating there's nothing racist about what he's doing and saying in his song because it's based on reality. The one who is wrong in this 100% is you, Whoopi, because you're trying to say that he is using this because he's maybe suspect uh, to be a racist or whatever. 
that she was trying to get at and Joy Behart was trying to get at or the view in general was trying to get at. Whatever it is their opinion is on Justin Aldean, doesn't matter. His video was portraying something that is very truthful and accurate to what happened in 2020. Now, was Black Lives Matter the only uh, organization involved? Not by a long shot. We also have Antifa that, sorry, Jerry Nadler, Nadler we know they're real. They exist. And uh, you could say, well, they're just a figment of the imagination and blah, 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 blah. You could say all that you want, Nadler, but we know they exist. I've seen the footage. I've seen them do what they do. I've seen people, uh, w you know, within the Black Lives Matter movement, not the uh, the actual organization, but during the actual riots, people that were out there doing, uh, you know, tagging up and stuff that were Antifa were approached by people out there from the black community. I don't even know if some of these folks belong to BLM or not, or they're just out there protesting, but... I do remember seeing a, a, lot, a lot of videos that showed Caucasian Antifa members mostly looking like uh, transgender women to male or, you know, somewhere in the alphabet community, I'm sure. And they were attacking walls with spray paint. And people from BLM were saying, they're not with us. We don't stand for what they're doing. We don't want violence, yada, yada, yada. So not every black person who even protested was violent. Now, a lot of what happened on 2020 was egged on by Antifa. And the people behind Antifa, as I said, you know, many times before, were a lot of transgender folks who have lost their mind. And uh, a lot of that is backed by George Soros, and we know the, the whole story. Now, nothing against transgender folks or the gay community. Personally, I have a, a lot of folks uh, in my uh, circle that are part of the uh, gay community, and I love them dearly. Um, there's nothing wrong with being gay. If you are, more power to you. Be who you want to be. If you're transgender, more power to you. Be who you want to be. You know, the Lord, whoever it is to you, loves everybody equally. I do believe. Uh, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not a religious person. I also don't believe in hell. Uh, I don't believe in Lucifer, even though I do think evil exists. And I think that's what's been given the name of Lucifer, the essence of evil. And I think, uh, again, going back to the anti-Semitic stuff, I think Hitler might have been the naiad of evil uh with whatever lucifer might or might not be or you know whatever that force of evil is but i am a very spiritual person that do believe karma comes back at you and slaps you in the ass and tells you hey wake up and i think that's what's going on now with jason aldean and kyle rittenhouse who have formed uh separately lawsuits to go at the view for statements they've made against them and while again i'm not for censoring i'm not for you know losing our freedom of speech i do understand where there's a line that you cannot cross professionally and ethically and the problem here is that whoopi and the view keeps crossing this line ethically 
over and over and over. Nothing ever happens. I think that's why the American people are just fed up with the view and they want something to happen. What I think ABC really needs to do at this point is just, you know, just cancel the view. It's a garbage show. They're partisan. They're very leftist. And because of that, I sadly think that ABC will never cancel them because they're also very partisan towards the left. They're super woke. And like, you know, I say on the show and others have been saying for a long time, you go woke, you go broke. And The View has, uh, you know, just completely gone woke over the last several years. I never expected to see Whoopi do this kind of stuff. Uh, Again, I used to be a huge fan of hers, going back to the 80s and 90s with Star Trek and, you know, Jumping Jack Flash and um, the Sister Act movies and Ghost, which is one of my all-time favorite films. So I, I, I was a fan. And as a fan, I am very hurt by her comments. And I think that is deplorable. When you make those sorts of comments about any person in any person's art, which Jason Aldean being a musician, his music is his art. And as a, as a professional, Whoopi should have known better. Also, let's not forget, she did date Ted Danson for a while. And, you know, she was A-OK with him appearing in blackface. Remember that, folks? I kid you not, look up Ted Danson blackface on your Google Images You'll be shocked, but they were dating. He appeared several times in blackface, black paint, whatever you want to call it. And that to me it was disgusting. And the fact that, you know, she was okay with it, but somehow she has an issue with Jason Aldean is ridiculous. So, you know, that's my take on it. Again, I am not for censoring, but I understand, you know, they keep crossing it at some point. Something has to be done. I think Kyle Rittenhouse's suing them is a much more powerful message to send. But at the same time, Jason Aldean needs to also send a powerful message. And look, if it costs Whoopi her entire bank account, hey, you only bring it on yourself. Like I said, karma is always going to come back and slap you in the rear end. And that might just be happening to our old friend Whoopi Goldberg which by the way was not her birth name but she decided to keep her Jewish married name or whatever her stage name uh, which that in itself speaks volumes on her and how fake she is I've never been for this whole celebrities that changed their names just be you dude like Martin Sheen Charlie Sheen I mean Really? Your name is Carlos Estevez. Be proud of who you are. I'm Angel Espino. You're Carlos Estevez. You know who I respect the most in that family? Emilio! Like none of the Ruxbury, remember that? Uh, At least Emilio has always claimed to be who he is. He never changed his name, no stage name, nothing. And, you know, I really appreciate that when an actor just is himself and doesn't have all these weird names. Now, I understand somebody like Michael J. Fox, whatever the J to his name, uh, because it was already a Michael Fox, so he added the J. There's uh, also a Michael, I think, 
well, there's Michael, Mike Douglas, uh, Michael Douglas. Uh, so Michael Keaton, uh, who played Batman in 1989 and Batman Returns in 92 and most recently in The Flash this year, uh, had to change his name to Michael Keaton because Michael Douglas was taken and it was by a huge star. He could have been like Michael J. Douglas or something like that. I don't know. But he chose Michael Keaton, and uh, which to me, I understand that one a little bit more because, you know, Michael Douglas was a huge name already. But the Sheen thing, never really understood that. You guys are Estevez. Be proud. You're of Latino descent. Have no shame in that. I'm Latino. I'm proud. I love it. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Stay the same, guys. Okay, so that's that when it comes to this whole Jason Aldean view story. If more comes to light, I will keep you in tune. I will let you know, and we'll discuss it further. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more on this within the next uh, few days, as uh, this is only gearing up to a potential lawsuit once again. Jason Aldean suing the crap out of Whoopi Goldberg in the view. Potentially, as not made it clear if he's going to do it or not yet. And uh, we know about Kyle Rittenhouse and he's trying to make all this uh, money through different avenues so he could hire the proper lawyers and also go at people like uh, Whoopi and uh, shows like The View. You know, these folks, if you want to get political and you want to go woke and you want to trash people, you got to be very careful because you're reaching not just one or two peoples, you're reaching millions of people. And, uh, you know, you're spreading misinformation, you're spreading lies about individuals that could hurt them, not just their art, but them physically. Because of the words of a Whoopi Goldberg, a Jason Aldean, or a Kyle Rittenhouse could be killed by one of her fans, or could be beaten up or hurt, and maybe even their family dragged into it because of something she said in her biased, lying opinion of uh, individuals on the conservative side. So you liberals need to watch out because the gloves are coming off and uh, we're, you know, facing lawsuits. So chill the hell out. Just chill the hell out. If you got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's a motto I was raised with. So now let's switch up for a minute. Let's talk about the border crisis and how it's brutalizing states uh, like Texas, Arizona, and how this uh, entire open border uh, nonsense by the Biden administration, the crime family known as the Biden family, and what they're doing to this country by allowing all these illegals in are literally flooding our streets with criminals. Uh, you know, th this is not good, folks. Millions of people are crossing over illegally. They're spreading all over the place. Crime is going up. Inflation is through the roof. We have a, a so-called president who is endorsing this behavior. His people that he's appointed, like Majorcas and all these other idiots, all endorsing the open border policy. This is just incredibly messed up. But listen to this clip from Fox 
and just exactly how bad this is. This is terrifying, and it's only being done to take this country and make it something that it's never been before, a third world country, also to help rig the 2024 election. Folks, this is what this is. This is the game plan for 2024. They want to continue the open borders from here to election time so they can get all these illegals to vote. And a lot of them are going to do that because who gave them the open borders for the Bidens. So a lot of them might feel like they owe it to uh, criminal Biden in his mid-administration mid, uh, to vote for him in 2024. And a lot of them are being fast-tracked uh, to residencies, possible citizenships. Maybe they're even being given illegal uh, IDs so they can go vote and register to vote illegally. I mean, they're already breaking the law coming into this country illegally as it is. So a lot of these uh, individuals are not going to have any issues continuing to break the law. You know, and, and especially the ones that were like in gangs like MS-13 and all these gangs and criminals that are coming over the border. Do you think criminals are going to care about, well, you have to report in court? You know, they don't care about that crap. You think criminals care, you know, about uh, mandates uh, like that? They don't care. Like, they don't care about gun laws, but yet the left want to take away our guns. They want to flood our streets with criminals. They want to let criminals out to prisons. I mean, we're living in the twilight zone, and it's brutalizing Republican states near the border. It's hurting the entire country. We're all feeling it. Even Democratic uh, leaders in some of these blue states are starting to say, listen, we can't take all these illegals that are coming in. This is a little bit too much. So even they are starting to feel it. New York is starting to feel it. I know a lot of these blue states were sanctuary cities and they wanted the illegals to come in. Now karma, once again, slapping them in the ass. They're seeing it in their home states. And guess what? They're not liking what they're seeing. You know, again, folks, look, I got to this country in 1980 and then Mariel, and I got here legally with the approval of two presidents, Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. We, were, we had to even enter a lottery in Cuba. We, You know, my mom, my brother, and myself were able to enter the country legally with paperwork. Uh, we became residents. We did our, you know, time here. We paid our taxes. And we became citizens in the 90s. And everything is, you know, honky-dory. I bleed red, white, and blue. I was born in 1977. I got to this country in 1980. I've only known this country as my country. And I love this country for what it is and the freedoms it gives us. And I am saddened when people that are actually born here have hatred for their country. That makes me sad. But you know what makes me even more sad when I see people that come from other countries and are rescued by this country and then they turn around 
and backstab and try to destroy this country. And believe me, a lot of these illegals coming to the border are going to do just that. It's not just people like AOC and uh, it's not just those nincompoops. Is a lot of these people coming through the border are also going to uh, backstab this country because a lot of them want to see the USA destroyed. And we got to keep this a republic. This is not a democratic country. This is not a de democracy. Uh, nowhere to say, for dem democracy we stand, one nation. The words democracy, democrats, democratic are nowhere in our pledge. I pledge my allegiance to the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all that's who we pledge our allegiance to to the flag to the country to the republic and we have to protect it look let's go back to star wars remember the uh, the prequels how they, they lost the republic we cannot lose the republic we cannot let the empire or the democratic socialist movement destroy this country and just like in the prequels that's what they've been trying to do they are the empire they are the ones that are trying to hurt us you know what you can say biden might be even palpatine since he's been in office as a senator or vice president or now the president for what 60 years so he's been in the shadows he's been in the forefront he's been a sidekick now he's leading the country and he is corrupt and crooked as all hell and again this uh, might be a you know a metaphor might be a coincidence i don't know if Judge lucas did it on purpose but watching the prequels now and watching the political part of that is so brilliant and it really does connect so much to what we're seeing here with uh, the misadministration of Joe Biden. Again, the Pledge of Allegiance goes like this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all that for all is very important because that includes you me everybody doesn't matter what your race is your religion color doesn't matter it's for all who are part of this country who pledge their allegiance to this country and are citizens of this country and love this country and i have no patience no love for anybody who hates this country. And you know what? You know what? I don't care. I'll I'll say it till the day I die. If you don't love this country, if you hate it so much, get the hell out. Move out to another country. Find a third world country you love, and listen. Go fix that country. Go back to your country of origin. Fix whatever mess you guys made there. Don't bring it here and try to ruin our great United States. With that, I want to uh, play the clip because it's it's important. Look, we got to get, you know, these things out there because the, the 
leftist media is not going to tell you the truth. They're going to keep lying to you because that's what they do. And on shows like this, I'm going to only be honest and I'm going to only tell you the things the way they are. I am not controlled by anybody. There is no puppet master behind pulling strings. I am a free man, and I am telling you the way it is. And I love the U.S. I got here from a communist country, and you know now as an adult, I'm 45, soon to be 46, and uh, I I am afraid that this country is going down the wrong path, and it's uh, something that I've seen build for a few decades now. And it's saddened me that we've gone to this point. And uh, it's saddened me what's going on in our borders, what's going on with President Trump, and uh, the process of how we're being dismantled from within through the Trojan horse known as the Democratic Party. At best, this is a republic democracy with being a republic in the conservative movement, which I'm in an independent register, but in the conservative movement, I know my independent people will back me up on this. We want less government in our shit. We don't want to depend on government stuff. Um, when it comes to our health, then that's when the government should step in. I myself am dealing with health issues. So at that point, if you're a U.S. citizen, then yes, your country should help you out. If you're a veteran, Yes, your country should help you out. If you're a person of need, yes, your country should help you out. And every country should help their people out. And right now we're giving billions to Ukraine to fight a war. And that, folks, needs to end immediately because we can't keep giving our taxpayer money to fund, you know, wars in Ukraine against Russia when we have veterans and homeless people starving on the streets, when we have people that are having health conditions, and the government denies their disability uh, disability claims while yet giving money to illegals crossing the border illegally, breaking the law from the moment they get here, and again, brutalizing and hurting our states near the border. Listen to this clip. Again, pay close attention. Welcome back. 100-degree temperatures not slowing down President Biden's border crisis. More than 1,300 illegal migrants now crossing the Arizona border every single day. Meanwhile, the Phoenix FBI office announcing their task force seized more than 9,000 fentanyl pills, arrested 88 people. They took in 10 firearms, all in a two-week operation. Joining me now is Arizona Congressman David Schweikert. He's a member of the House... Um, uh, House me, uh, Ways and Me Vice Chair. Congressman, it's great to see you this morning. Thank you so much for being here. Um, your thousand-foot view of the situation in Arizona right now, obviously this has not just become a border state problem. It is a problem every state in the country is experiencing, and not much has changed to slow the, the you know number of migrants that are crossing into this country. And look, it, it is a mess for the entire country. Um, when Phoenix has basically become the fentanyl distribution center for much of the country. Um, we hear stories that we functionally have a dead homeless person almost every day and substantially because of fentanyl. Fentanyl, uh, the price has just crashed because it's so available. And you have to start thinking about this border policy when you import millions and millions of folks who um, you've, you've imported stunning amounts of poverty 
stunning amounts of drugs, and now you start to see just the mess in our communities, um, you wonder what this administration is just thinking. What are they thinking? Because I've racked my brain over and over to try to understand why they would want more drugs in this country. If they're humanitarians, why they would want human trafficking and all the criminal activity that's happening. Why they would want the Mexican uh, cartels to be able to you know, profit from this scheme of bringing people over, the coyotes, while we're suffering here in this country and draining taxpayer dollars to pay for people who are here illegally. You know, trying to understand why this is happening is really difficult. The the only conclusion I can come to is, especially as the migrants are fanning out across the country, you change the demographics slowly, mm -hmm. eventually, um, as policies it, will change and all these people will have children and they will be able to vote. Jackie, um, I don't have a brilliant answer because uh, there's some actually old academic studies. It said one of the cruelest things you can do to the working poor of the country is import millions and millions of additional working poor because it takes it, it takes functionally a decade plus for wages to start to come back um uh, someone i'm close to has an operating theory that the left is just in, in embarrassed they, they they're afraid to admit that their policies have been an absolute disaster it's the arrogance of their unwillingness to say Look, look what we've done to communities in our neighborhoods. Um, but go into almost any big city right now, and fentanyl is almost free. Yeah. And there's even, uh, even the new types of synthetic drugs, um, what they've done to meth and other things, um, the addiction problem out there, these aren't like the old um, organic drugs. These things are brutal. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema says that she's, quote, livid about New York City receiving $100 million in federal aid to help with the migrant crisis here before Arizona or Texas. Watch this. When I hear from folks in other parts of the country say, oh, it's hard, our shelters are overwhelmed. Yeah, come live a day in the life of Yuma, Summerton, or San Luis. What we're experiencing here in Arizona is matched only by what folks are experiencing in Southern Texas. So, Congressman, she says that the money is being allocated this way because the Senate Majority Leader and the House Minority Leader are both from New York. Clearly, we do have a problem here in New York City. It's a sanctuary city, and Adams keeps asking for federal funding. I mean, I don't blame the mm -hmm. border states who were the first ones to have the problem and continue to have it um, to sort of feel like they're being, they've been neglected through this process. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, th this has been a process of brutalizing Texas brutalizing Arizona, and it's it's like this arrogance of, well, New York City um, votes for Democrats, give them the cash. Um, the people that actually have just taken the brunt of this for years um, basically shrug and try to figure out how to survive, how to keep their communities whole. Um, you know, I would love some folks from the Biden administration, come with me and let me walk you through things such as our homeless campus and how much of that population are, are those who've come across the border just in this last year. Um, and to understand the effects that's having on our community. And then the, 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 the little girl um, down the street that last year 
um, took a pill. It was stupid to do that and almost died. Yeah. This is what they're doing to our communities. It's really sad, to, especially to see the kids, um, you know, that are don't have great judgment make one mistake and it costs them their lives. Um, Joe, jump in. Congressman Joe Pinion here. I, I think, again, what you're talking about, uh, the economic brutality of these Democratic policies and masquerading as compassion, I, I think it goes beyond even the money that Senator Sinema is talking about. Talk to us a little bit about this kind of systemic effort to prevent your state and other states from doing anything about the border crisis, from the DOJ suing Arizona for those uh, makeshift shipping container uh, wall that they were able to construct, now Texas being sued because of the buoys. It seems every time southern states try to fill the void here for the government, the Biden administration says you're not allowed to do so. It, look, I wish I could get into the mind of the left because it's absolutely illogical. On one hand, they preach compassion, particularly for the working poor, and then they basically try to destroy them economically. They try to destroy their neighborhoods with um, narcotics. Um, it, it's just, it, it, it's sort of sick with what you see. Um, and when the states like Arizona tried to step up and defend itself, they sick the Department of Justice on us. Mm. Um, this has actually just become lunacy coming from this administration. You're not the only one who got the DOJ uh, sicked on you for speaking up. Former President Trump <clears throat> is now calling for the judge that's overseeing his January 6th criminal case to be removed. He also wants to see that trial moved from Washington, D.C. to West Virginia. Uh, President Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, joining Maria on Sunday Morning Futures. Watch this. What is President Trump's response to all of this? This is not America. This is not how you fight your political opponents because you can't win on issues and you can't win on policies. Your borders are going to hell. We have drugs and pandemic. I mean, it's a mess. Our country is a mess. So what do they do? They arrest Trump over and over again to distract you from the corruption that's happening inside the Biden administration and the policies that they can't win on. Congressman, quick reaction. Look, you're living in a country that's borrowing $63,000 a second. And then the cruelty of what's going on out there of anything, any distraction, but not to talk about what's really affecting the country. Congressman David Schweiker, great to see you this morning. Thank you so much and good luck to you, sir. Now, as reports are coming out, we know more and more that the uh, Biden administration, the crime family right now in the White House, has been very guilty of a lot of things. Uh, Joe Biden has lied big time to the uh, world. He is completely full of nonsense and uh the man's a liar he's been caught in another big lie and uh you know i i love this dude he's uh kind of new to me byron donald he's representative republican and he goes hard he's from florida and uh, he discusses uh president biden's connection to the hunters uh and we're talking about the hunter biden's business dealings and the media attacking Florida after Governor Ron DeSantis announced his uh, run for presidency. You got to hear this uh, the next clip. This is just good stuff. Again, the big guy, Joe Biden, caught in a big lie. Congressman Jim Jordan has obtained a letter. He's calling it a bombshell. It was sent from then-Vice President Biden to Devon Archer, Hunter's business pal. Jordan says it's solid proof that Biden did indeed have connections 
to Hunter's business deals. Congressman Byron Donalds, Republican from Florida, joins me now. Congressman, has President Biden been caught in a lie? Yes, Stu, he's been caught in a big lie. And it's not just a 2011 letter that basically where Joe Biden says that he's happy that, that Hunter and Devin are not working together. By the way, Devin Archer is a, a, a longtime staffer for John Kerry, so he's been around the apparatus. But it's not just that. It's the 20 phone calls that Devin Archer testified to with the oversight staff. It's the fact that Joe Biden was at dinners at Cafe Milano. It's the fact that the WhatsApp text message where Hunter Biden tells Chairman Xi that, oh, hey, I'm sitting with my dad and we need our money. You have that one. It's the 2019 text message where Hunter Biden's texting his daughter, be happy. I don't have to, you don't have to give me half a year salary do I give half to my daddy and at the end of the day when Joe Biden was vice president that's when they set up all these shell companies that's when they set up all these accounts to move money through to conceal it from the taxpayer Joe Biden has been lying the entire time Hunter Biden was the bag man so dad can sell his office that's what's going on here is it a good strategy a good tactic to push for impeachment of President Biden it's not about strategies or tactics, Stu. This is about the Constitution and the rule of law. You cannot have a president of the United States who is compromised like this. You can't have a president who has allowed his son to violate Farah, being an unregistered foreign agent. That's the thing they threw Paul Manafort in jail for so he would flip on Donald Trump. His son was violating Farah. They stuck it in this plea deal. Only reason why we found out they stuck it in the plea deal is because the judge started asking questions. Now, there's more to this clip. I'm going to continue playing it, but I wanted to stop there for a second because he's absolutely correct. You cannot have this uh, by a sitting president. You, you just simply cannot allow for these kind of connections to foreign nations. They hate our guts. Not only that, Joe Biden straight up lied. They've been getting paid millions of dollars. The connections are all there. But the most important fact here is that they reflect what they're doing. And, you know, they try somehow to say that Trump's doing it. And they keep trying to impeach and destroy Trump over things that Hunter and Joe Biden are doing. They went at Paul Manafort, tried, again, like he said, to get him to flip on Trump for, you know, the same thing that Hunter Biden is guilty of. Think about that. They gave Hunter Biden his sweetheart deal to try to, you know, squeeze it through so nothing happens to him. And Paul Manafort went and had to go to prison because they tried to get him to flip and, and give, you know, something on Trump because they had nothing on Trump. Remember, they've been trying to dig dirt on Donald Trump since before he became president. As soon as he ran his campaigns, they all thought it was a joke in 2016 or 2015. And when he won, immediately we saw them on TV saying they're going to impeach him. For what? You know, they impeached him for nothing. You know, they already had it planned out. There was nothing to impeach the guy on. But yet they already were talking about impeachment before he even took the White House in January of, of the uh, 2017. Look, that in itself tells you a lot of, of what's been going on in this country. This has been a planned hit job from the beginning. Again, 
What Hunter Biden has almost got away with is the same thing that Paul Manafort went to prison for. Listen to this. This clip is very important, and I urge you to pay close attention. This is the kind of stuff the mainstream media is not going to tell you because they lie to you. They don't want you to understand the facts for what they are. They want to feed you their narrative and have you continue to be sheeple. And it's time we all wake the hell up. You cannot have this as a country where the first family is essentially getting millions and millions and millions of dollars to sell access to the president, then vice president. Don't sit here and tell me that the, that the $30 million or $40 million that this family has received over the last six years has all been paid for just because they got a prosecutor fired in Ukraine. I don't believe it, and neither does anybody else. I change the subject and ask you to take a look at these headlines. It's about Florida. Florida's been getting a lot of negative press since DeSantis announced his presidency. A lot of it coming from the New York Times. All of those are in the Times. Congressman, the media, it seems to me that they're trying to soften up DeSantis and Trump. They're both Floridians. Soften them up before the election. Yeah, that's the M.O. of the Times. I mean, look, it's funny that the New York Times will t report about how bad Florida is when, when you're at the New York Times building, you're having to dodge people and try to find safety every, every, day, that you every day that you're there. Uh, they suck. They're a bad press organization. They've covered up so many things over the years. They're covering up this Biden mess. Of course, they're going to go after Florida. But here's the problem, Stu. People who read, read the New York Times last several years, guess where they moved to? They moved to Florida. So I'm not going to listen to the New York Times. Nobody else should either. Is the flow of uh, people from the Northeast and from Chicago still flowing down to Florida? The numbers are keeping up? Uh, it slowed down a little bit. You know, the, the northern states finally figured out that they should reopen and live life. It slowed down some, but the flow is still happening. Still people from New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, they're still coming down. That has not stopped. Got it. Congressman Byron Donalds, Republican from the great state of Florida. Thanks for joining us, sir. Look, we all know, again, the laptops are real. We know Joe Biden and Hunter are very corrupt and very dirty birdies. We know they've been playing with China and Russia and making all this extra uh, undercover money. There's money laundering. They're a crime syndicate. They're a crime family. They should really, honestly, uh, they, they should all go to prison under the RICO Act at this point. Now, it takes a prosecutor with big cojones to go and actually uh, start the process and takes Congress and the Senate to do their flipping job. So I don't want to keep hearing, you know, all the information that we already know regurgitated over and over and wasting time as they continue to try to destroy Trump. I want action from these people. I want somebody to step up and say, you know what? It's time to uh, take action. It's time to have uh, the Biden crime family pay for what they've done. And it's time to remove him from the White House. we got to fix this country. And until Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and these sold-out leftists are in charge, uh, you know, we're heading for a bad place. And, uh, you know, you're seeing it for yourself. So, again, votes matter, folks. 2024 is very, very important. And in speaking of 2024, that segue into the next clip, uh, Colonel McGregor has predictions for 2024, which you must listen to. So uh, sit back and listen to this. 
Apparently. Do you think Trump's going to be survive. there next year as a Republican candidate? Well, first of all, Only the Paranoid Survive is one of the best books I've ever read. Andy Grove. Andy Grove. He recommended it to me. And, yeah. and if you want to understand what's wrong with the military <laughs> establishment, all you have to do is read what he describes in there with IBM and all these other yep. major, major corporations. It's a brilliant book. I, I try to get everybody to read it. Now, secondly, first of all, I think it's brilliant. And I think that if we were living in a linear world, in other words, where one, one event follows the next logically, you're absolutely right. I don't think we'll ever get to the 2024 election. I think things are going to implode in Washington before then. I think our economic financial condition is fragile. It's going to come home to roost in ugly ways. And I, I will tell you, I don't know exactly how it will happen. I think we're going to end up in a situation where we find out the banks are closed for two or three weeks and nobody can get into them. You think so? I think we're going to run into something like that, yeah. I also think that the levels of violence and criminality in our cities is so high that it, it's going to spill over into other places in society. People that normally think they can live remote from the problem are now beginning to be touched by the problem. Then I look at this thing in Ukraine. I think Ukraine is going to lose catastrophically. It's going to be a complete collapse. And that, too, is going to have an effect here at home because people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Everybody told us Ukraine was winning. Everybody told us X, Y, and Z. I mean, it's sort of the, the Russian hoax on steroids. All of those things are going to come together or converge in some way that's going to prevent us from reaching, you know, the status quo, oh, another election, oh, another set of campaigns, and so forth. So what you're saying to me is eminently plausible because I don't think Biden will make it through the year. I think he'll be gone. And I think everybody knows that this person, uh, Kamala Harris, lacks the ability under any circumstances to be president of the United States. When you say gone, you mean passing away because of his yeah. age or merely being incapable and finally being... What is that? What do they call it? Twenty Fifth Amendment, or whatever it is. Shuffled off the stage. I think. I They'll think. They'll say face, though. They'll do it in a way to say face. Exactly. Yeah. I, th I think That's with what Patrick. Yeah. Of, right? yeah. I think what Patrick wrote is accurate. Something like that will happen. And then the the, the search begins, and Newsom is the logical candidate for them. He's presiding over California, which is their poster child for the future of America. If you want to know what the Democrats want America to become, look at California. How deeply in debt is California? What's the state of affairs in that in that country of its own? It's a catastrophe. Everyone who can leave that has any talent, ability, or understanding is leaving. Businesses are leaving. No one wants to be there. So what are you going to end up with? A very small minority of very wealthy people and millions of poor people, most of whom don't even don't even consider themselves to be Americans. So that's that's the dream world for the left, California. Yeah. I don't think we'll tolerate that. So I don't think it'll ever get that far on the national level. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't think we're that complacent. I also know that you get revolutionary change when people can't eat, when the supply chains break down and you can't deliver food, when they can't afford to buy the food, when they can't afford to buy the gasoline. These things are the catalysts for real change. And everyone's betting that the left in charge in Washington can keep all of this going without any interruption. Maybe they're right. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I... Now, while the uh, good colonel there doesn't uh, go into uh, final thoughts on what he thinks is going to be the final end all, I think what he's heading towards is a second civil war. 
which I can totally see happening in this country because the left is pushing really hard on the conservatives and independents to lead to a second civil war. And that's something we don't want because that's bloodshed in our country. And not only, not only that, remember, with the, the fact that we have open borders, which is a Trojan horse, we have... The hatred uh, coming from our enemies worldwide, another Trojan horse. And if they make it so we're fighting each other, do you think that the other countries that hate us are just going to sit back and let it happen? They're going to take shots, and I'm not just talking about it on Twitter, I'm talking about bombs, and try to, you know, destroy us. So where we're going to be killing each other like idiots... They're going to do their part to kill us. And, uh, I mean, it's the very doomsday-like, you know, idea what Colonel McGregor is, uh, I think, uh, alluding to, but it, I can see it happening. I can see this country flipping out like that. We saw glimpses of that in 2020. You know, I don't care how much they uh, they go on TV and try to tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen. I was living through it. I saw Antifa and BLM riot. I saw, uh, you know, I have uh, friends or had friends who'd lost their heads within the riots living out there in Portland and in uh, parts where they had the... the uh, the you know the summer of love the Chaz zone and all these other uh, locations you know Portland Seattle all these areas they really had these issues now it wasn't uh, obviously a nationwide um, riot issue because it was mostly funny enough in heavy Democratic areas uh, which is always funny how they burned their own places down right. And again, going back to the Jason Aldean song, he's you know pretty much saying, "Don't try that in our town because we ain't gonna let you." And you know the reason the left went at him and and is still going at him is because they want to subdue us. They don't want us to defend ourselves. They want these people to come in and do what they want. And if we uh, stop them, we get persecuted. We get prosecuted, and we get sent to prison. Look what's happening to the Proud Boys and others. You know, Proud Boys, I don't know, uh, you know, I, like, I followed some of their stuff, uh, not too much, but from my understanding, most of the stuff they, they did was try to stop fires and looting, and they got arrested and are being labeled domestic terrorists. Now, if stopping robberies, lootings, and fires makes you a domestic terrorist, and the actual people doing the riots, looting, and all that stuff are the quote-unquote heroes to the left, there's something really wrong with what's happening in this country. And, I, you know, it's doomsday kind of stuff that uh, Colonel McGregor is uh, saying here, but I can definitely see it happening, so... Scary times, folks. 2023 has been scary. Uh, 2024 is fast coming. And it looks like it's going to be a scary one, too. But uh, let's move on uh, to... Okay. Joe Biden copying Trump. 
this is actually kind of funny, but he's now recently gone trying to copy Trump on how jobs are being, you know, sent overseas and uh, how Joe's doing what he does best and, you know, just copying other speeches uh, to lad to make himself look good, which he has a history of doing. Remember, this is a a guy who dropped out of the 1988 race for president, I said it before, because he was caught plagiarizing and lying. This is nothing new for him. Guys, he's a career liar. He is Emperor Palpatine. He's been in the shadows. He's written crime bills that targeted black people. Remember, he's the one who went on Shyamalan, the God's show, and said... If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That That's racist. He invented corn pop to talk about the kids who were black and they all looked like roaches to him. And that day he learned what roaches are like. And he likes black kids, you know, talk, touching his legs and making his yellow hair stand up. He's a creepy, weird, hateful human being, you can see it in his face every time he flips out, and now he's old and he's letting out, uh, you know, things that normally he probably wouldn't have, but like Trump said in the uh, debates, even in his prime time, Joe Biden wasn't that smart, so now that he's got dementia, you know, he's saying some crazy shit, uh, but, you know, let's, uh, let's check out this uh, truth with Laura Ingram. And just check out how Joe Biden is literally just biting off Trump's dick. Yeah. This is something that the White House is so worried about that they're now winding Biden up and sending him out to brag about Bidenomics. Now, in the process, he's trying to outpopulist Trump on the economy, which is hilarious. Like he was America first first. Let's see if you notice the similarities here. Joe Biden shipped millions of your best jobs overseas hollowed out the black middle class they decided to send the jobs overseas where the labor was cheaper entire towns and communities got hollowed out after many years of decline american manufacturing is coming back bigger and better and stronger than ever before american manufacturing is back folks american manufacturing is back the united states lost 60,000 factories after China entered the WTO. We know for too long China's dominated the production of raw materials needed for critical products. We're in a real race. China's ahead of us. First, remember Biden has a long history of pretending that he's someone he's not, right? We know that. And second, of course he's going to fake a Trump-like approach to the economy because Trump's policies actually work. And because Biden's numbers are in the toilet, look, the facts are undeniable here. Americans were making more when Trump was president, and they felt more optimistic about the future. Barely any inflation, low energy prices, it all meant happier and more hopeful families. Meanwhile, the progress that Biden was out touting today in Maine, it's a fantasy. Inflation may be declining slightly, but big deal since he's the one who punished us with inflation in the first place. And the recent slight improvement in our GDP certainly wouldn't have been possible without the red states that are filled with all those MAGA Republicans Biden thinks are so terrible working as hard as they have. It's because those governors in those red states rejected lockdowns 
and frankly, the entire Biden approach to COVID. And of course, at the same time, they're pushing pro-growth policies, all those policies that Biden hates. So Biden right now is trying to be both a globalist and a populist, but it doesn't work. In the past month, Blinken, Kerry, and Yellen all traveled to China, not to help Main Street, but to reassure Wall Street. Look, you can't be a populist and suck up to the CCP at the same time. And Biden's supposed support for Made in America today, it's all just talk. He already told the EU that he was gonna tweak the Made in America provisions that would hurt their imports that he inserted in that so-called Inflation Reduction Act. So those are out the window. In the real world, facts are facts. And despite Democrat spins on the economy, look, reality bites here. Courtesy of Biden's destructive domestic and foreign policy, gasoline is now at an eight-month high as Russia now is working with OPEC to drive down supply. And all of us who go to the grocery store know that food costs are still way up. They're up a year ago. Bread, frozen vegetables, pet food, all of it. It's a joke. And it's all on Biden's shoulders. And who can't help but notice the spike in homelessness all across America? It's heartbreaking and it's infuriating and it should not be happening in the United States of America. But sadly, that's what you get more of with a bad economy and an open border. Yet the insulated elites in the media, they're still flummoxed that Joe and Kamala aren't getting economic credit. The economy seems to be doing fairly well. Why is it that so many people are walking around in this country today saying it's terrible? It takes a long time for people to get over uh, economic shocks of bad news. When they see a lot of inflation, they assume it's bad for them. They kept hearing reports for the last year and a half that we are headed into a recession. That that kind of fear, plus I think the, st the stress from COVID, that's really held um, Biden's economy numbers down. Yeah, people are down on the economy because they're hearing reports that we're going into recession? Really? Again, they think you're that stupid. Now, we all know that Americans who are well off, they can absorb the obscene increases in food, travel, and energy costs. But Biden's policies, we know, caused all this. But for the vast majority, it's all just more hardship. And for those who are living paycheck to paycheck, it's all they think about. And people wonder, gosh, why does Trump have such a hold on GOP voters? Why does he have such a loyal following? Well, first, because he has a record of delivering a strong economy. And second, because for the most part, he's the only candidate really focusing on the economy. So many young people here are being utterly extinguished. In the Biden economy, one-third of Gen Z and millennials have no savings accounts and no saving whatsoever. They have nothing. He's absolutely right about that. And he's laid out a clear economic agenda. When I'm back in the White House, I will immediately unleash energy production, slash regulations like I did just three years ago, and repeal Biden's tax hikes to get inflation down as fast as possible, and it will go quickly, so that interest rates can get back under control. I built the greatest economy in the history of the world, and now we will have to do it again. Check out the headline that I found today when I was writing the angle from 2018. Trump has set economic growth on fire. Here's how he did it. Well, during his time in office, the economy had achieved feats most experts thought impossible. GDP growing at 3% plus rate, the unemployment rate near a 50-year low. Meanwhile, the stock market has jumped 27%, they wrote, amid a surge in corporate profits. Yeah, that's where we were. It took a China-generated pandemic to stop the Trump juggernaut. 
Now, the amazing thing is that everyone did better than blue-collar workers, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, everyone. But if the Republicans leave this lane, this economic lane open for Biden's message uh, on the economy that somehow things are all getting better and he gets all the credit, if they forget to remind everyone that real wages are down 3% from February 2021, and if they get caught up in the debate over cultural issues, I am telling you tonight, they will be disappointed in the results in 2024. And believe me, as important as it is to get to the bottom of the Biden family corruption, and I think it's really important, that effort should not overshadow serious work on the pocketbook issues that are most important to the voters. Trump is in the lead now by a lot because Trump has credibility on the top concern of Americans in both parties today. The American dream is dead under Biden. We will have the American dream back very soon. We will rapidly rebuild the greatest economy in the history of the world. This is what the voters want, more money in their pockets and jobs that are not going to be shipped overseas. Once again, thanks to Laura Ingram for that fabulous clip. And she's right. She's 100% right. All we want is a fair economy. We want to make sure that we have jobs here for the, the, the folks who are able to work, that are citizens, that are legally here. And all we want is to have a peaceful existence that's all we want we don't want joe's economy we don't want what he's doing with inflation selling us out we want what donald trump was doing because it worked everything that joe biden says is a lie again that man is corrupt crooked whatever you want to call him the crime family that he uh you know runs is one that's been around again for decades folks and they're built on doing one thing and only one thing staying in power and making money off of our taxes and stealing from us the american people make no mistakes about it folks that's who these people are now with that said Let's take uh, another stab at Joe Biden, shall we? Joe Biden uh, admits to selling state secrets. Uh, remember that clip during the conference? This is who he is. Now, remember, he's got dementia. He's Dementia Joe. Maybe even early signs of Alzheimer's, even though he's 80, so it's not that early. He is not in prime time. He's just kind of losing it. And he did say this. I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. Now imagine if that was Donald Trump saying those exact same words. How the media, how everyone would call for an impeachment at the time that he was president. I think he was impeached twice, right? But this guy, if you just bring in articles of impeachment, the world, especially Republicans, will laugh at you and say, you know what, we probably shouldn't do that. No, listen to the exact words that this man has told you. He's literally saying the quiet part out loud. Ladies and gentlemen, this is crazy and bizarre. I can't believe it. There's a reason why people are pushing not only to get Merrick Garland out of here, but to get Joe Biden out of here. Now, that would leave us with 
Kamala Harris, which will be even crazier. But ladies and gentlemen, just listen to these words and tell me I'm not tripping. This is insane. Insane isn't even the word. This is why. Just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we to share. Wait, he did what now? He sold state secrets. That's right, folks. You heard it from the man himself. See, when you have uh, the mental uh, capacity of a, uh, well, a piece of garbage or the mental capacity of a marble like he has at this point. And I, I hate to make fun because I know it's a serious medical condition that he's facing. And, you know, he's losing his mind. He's 80. But he is the poster child for evil. And I think there might be even a chance that a lot of the stuff that he says is because of his illness. Because he has moments of uh, truths that just, you know, are, are, you know, spewed out of his mouth. And no matter how much the left tries to make it seem like he's joking or he's, you know, saying some crazy things, he's crazy Uncle Joe. You know, a lot of the stuff that he says, like in that clip, are because, well, you know, these are just little, you know, breadcrumbs of facts that just spew out when you are not clear-headed, when you're foggy-minded. Uh, you know, listen to what he says in the beginning. Uh, uh, I started without you. What do you mean? Who is he talking to? His handlers? Uh, they're not started to tell him prompters on time. I mean, this is a man who can't even read the teleprompters, uh, guys. It's scary to know that he's leading uh, the country. Uh, I really do believe that what we're seeing is Obama is using Joe Biden to really run his third administration in office from behind the scenes like he said he wanted to do. And Biden is Obama's puppet because Biden has lost his mind or is in the presence of losing it. Again, the man is 80. Now, let's continue with the, this clip here because our favorite uh, female Republican, Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, and her battleground, uh, uh, you know, show uh, is really going at the Biden crime syndicate hard so please check this uh, rest of this clip out it's very very important to uh, understand once again what is happening and what is next here's mtg herself joe biden has hired an attorney good morning everyone this is your morning update with battleground mtg and you know, I don't often agree with Joe Biden, but I do agree with his decision to hire an attorney. And that's because we have uncovered so much information that will lead to his impeachment. But if we had a real Department of Justice, one that actually cared about our laws and justice, then I would argue that Joe Biden will go to jail as well. Republicans in Congress have been investigating Joe Biden not Hunter Biden and not the laptop like Democrats and some talking heads on mainstream media would argue. 
but we are hot on the trail. On oversight, we have uncovered a $5 million bribe from the Ukrainian oligarch that owns Burisma. We have uncovered bank statements, bank accounts, fake LLCs, wire transfers from many foreign countries from all over the world that have paid the Biden family millions and millions of dollars. And just this past week, the Ways and Means Committee Republicans through an IRS whistleblower, actually several of them, uncovered outrageous tax fraud coming from Hunter Biden that will eventually end up leading to Joe Biden as well. Just wanted to let you guys know that Joe Biden finally made a good decision, and that was that he hired an attorney. All right, you guys, have a great day. Now, I for one cannot wait to see what else uh, they have on Joe Biden. Uh, now, impeachment, look, they fake impeached uh, Trump with the whole Russia, 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 and then the call with the, you know, Zelensky from Ukraine. Two fake, phony impeachments. We know that the Steele dossier was paid by Hillary Clinton. We know that they lied to the American people. We know the Hunter laptop, uh, laptop issue was real. We know that the left has been covering up for the Biden crime syndicate for decades. We know all these things. Now, again, like I said earlier, we need a prosecutor and we need judges with the cojones to step up and do something about it. It's one thing knowing the facts and telling the American people, and it's another thing to, you know, to actually uh, make it so that these people are held accountable. And uh, I do like the uh, impeachment part, but look, Trump was impeached twice, and he wasn't removed. So is that going to remove Joe Biden? I don't know. But I do, uh, you know, laugh at the part that he's, you know, getting a lawyer, right, involved. Dude, you belong in prison. Now, I, I love when she says that if they have the way, he will be, in, you know, in prison, or he which is where he belongs but again i i don't see that happening and uh he, he always seemed to get away with it and uh you know we on the conservative side again, again pay the price because we again i'm independent i'm not republican but i say we because i am more conservative and and i this is a clear attack on the conservative right movement you know we that are trying to fight for the republic are always the ones that pay the price for the stuff they do and if we do anything to defend ourselves they double down and they throw us you know in all kinds of problems look what's happening to the people that were there peacefully and patriotically letting their voices be heard on january january 6 uh and Look at some of the folks that are being tortured and not being allowed to, you know, have their due process. And they, they tried to throw Granny in prison, guys. An old lady who was just walking around saying, oh, I'm in the Capitol. Oh, my God. She threatened nobody. Why are you going after grandmas? What's wrong with these people? They're sick. These people are demented, they're, they're twisted. They don't care about the rule of law, they don't care about you and me, they care about nothing. But check this other clip out. From Massachusetts Reserves, and the gentleman from Texas is recognized. 
Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I yield two minutes to my friend, Mr. Donalds from Florida. Gentleman is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I rise today in support of H.R. 529. And let's be very clear. The issue that is happening at our southern border, not the name-calling or talking about former President Trump, what is happening at our southern border today and for the last two years under President Biden has been a dereliction of duty with respect to immigration law in the United States. If you want to speak to the actual issues at hand, it is the fact that the asylum provi uh, provisions under Joe Biden are a bastardization of asylum procedure as set forth in federal law by Congress. Congress never anticipated that you would have six million plus people come through the asylum process in two years. Congress never contemplated that you would have an asylum uh, procedure where you would have people on a seven to 10 year wait list to actually go through an asylum pr procedure. The president knows this is the case and it is being done on purpose. That is a congressional purview. And that actually is a dereliction of his duty to faithfully execute the laws of the United States. So if the minority party wants to ask about why we are here, it is that because it is my belief and the belief of many members on our side of the aisle that this resolution should go to the Homeland Security Committee so they can fully debate and go to the depths upon which Joe Biden has been derelict in his duty to execute the laws with respect to immigration in the United States, which has major impacts on the American people. There are 100,000 Americans who have died from fentanyl overdoses because of his dereliction of duty. We have a drug cartels on our southern border who have operational control of the southern border because of his dereliction of duty. And if the president and congressional Democrats actually took the time to investigate this, like going to the southern border, they would know this too. I support this resolution. Time. Members should be in support of Gentlemen's it as well. time's expired. Once again, that's uh, good old Byron uh, from here in Florida. Love that guy. And uh, he's absolutely right. Look, the border is a disaster because of Biden's dereliction of duty. And what they've done to this country, folks, in the last few years is disgusting. It's overall just uh, a disaster. We're heading for a banana republic. And if we don't have someone come in and immediately do away with all the shit that Joe Biden has done, we're heading exactly for what happened in Venezuela, what happened in my country of Cuba, my birth country. And I do not want to see that here. So I love uh, uh, Byron's, uh, you know, whole tone here. I love what he is saying. It's absolutely 100% correct. If he is truly honest uh, about what he says, this man has a bright future in the Republican conservative side. And I, if he ever runs in the future for president, he has my vote because I love his tone. I love what he's saying. I love what he stands for. Again, I'm going to have a hard time ever trusting the Democrats and the liberals and voting for anybody on that side because I've seen their evil and I, I just I can't allow myself to vote for that. And I'm independent and I'm going to remain that way. But Byron here, our, our Florida representative, I'm going to uh, tell you right now, he is fixing on the come up and I'm about to uh, tell you in 2028 if he runs 
he uh, right now is probably going to get my vote over anybody like Ronda Santimonious, who up till recently I fully endorsed until I saw what he really was in uh, the entire time. It's uh, not good. Uh, I'm so depressed over that guy. But look, I love Florida. I love what uh, you know is being said here about the border. It's absolutely true. We need to have somebody like Trump back in office and uh, take care of the American way of life. We need to make this country great again. MAGA 2024 is a real thing. And you know, this is has spilled out to sports, entertainment, all you know, all over the place. Remember, remember, guys, uh, Colin Kaepernick when he started the whole kneeling thing uh, because he was anti-police and he was anti-American and he was pro-BLM. This from a white dude who's uh, you know adoptive parents are white biological mom is white and we don't know who the daddy was but they suspect he might have been a black dude but funny enough he does look a lot like uh that uh rapper uh little dicky guys and he and i think he's jewish by the way and him and little dicky look a lot alike maybe in the package area they both are also a little bit alike maybe colin Kaepernick has little package couldn't do nothing on the NFL. That's why they threw his ass to hell. The kneeling was part of it, but the fact he sucked was the biggest reason all that. Right now, he's fucked. He's no longer taking sacks, saying, hut, hut, and passing the ball. Right now, he's at home, jealous and envious of all, because he wishes he was there. Still playing, but dude, you made this your own bed, so lay in on it and stop crying. And you know who else has been crying? That real Pino, uh, Megan real Pino chick uh, from the women's soccer team. And let's switch over to a little last here because, you know, I support women's sports don't laugh at me that's not the funny part i support uh in general when women try to do their thing i support when women wanted to vote you know even though i wasn't born then when they started the whole woman thing uh the woman's movement but i'm very supportive of women's rights gay rights you know uh, civil rights for all White, black, to me, that none of that matters. Male, female, gay, straight. I mean, I, I love all humans from all parts of the planet. Uh, but what is happening also is that I'm America first, Constitution first, and I love this country. And my patriotism makes me laugh at people like Megan uh, Rupino. Uh, no relation to me. I'm Angel Espino, not Rupino. Don't confuse us, but Megan Riopino, the uh, woman's soccer team player, went, well, let's say she kicked it far right. <laughs> Funny, right? And uh, this is, of course, a leftist libertard who 
turned down going to the White House when Trump was president because she doesn't like Trump. But as soon as Biden became president, she went over. She got this medal. She's in pictures with Kamala Harris. So you know what her, uh, uh, you know, what her way of thought is. You know what her agenda is. You know where she stands politically, right? She's a libertard. And I find it ironic that her kick went wide right. She's retiring and she's saying, like, it's okay for trans guys to be in women's sports. Yeah, let's roll back and let's destroy the greatness of women's sports. And let's just have a bunch of dudes come over and drag and, you know, destroy records and just take over the sport. Sure, why not? She's, of course, heading out the door. She's saying this crap, right? Look, you could be a lesbian. You could be transgender again. You could be whatever you want. But, Megan, shut the hell up with this nonsense. I know it's your opinion. Uh, but it's just stupid. And, again, you have a platform that reaches millions of people who are going to be like, Oh, well... If our, our, our hero, our, our Mika Rapino, says this, it must be the right path. No. Men's sports are men's sports. Women's sports are women's sports. The only time there should be any crossing over are like when you know, women are involved in the front offices or they're involved in. Look, we have a, a female Asian GM here in Miami with the Marlins. That's great. That's good. That's progressive i'm fine with that but as far as transgender women playing a male sport no it's a man's sport you want to have uh, women's baseball go for it I'll, in, I'll endorse it i'll watch it i catch wnba games watch it once in a while not often but when they go to the playoffs and stuff i'll check it out it's not my cup of tea uh, but uh, there's a lot of women and girls who love that. Why would you sacrifice the growth of that sport by having a bunch of dudes in drag come in and make a mockery out of it? And for somebody like Megan Rapinoe to go hard on this is sad and pathetic. Please listen to this. Hilarious. Hilarious, I tell ya. Megan Rapinoe's, uh, who was a once proud recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Joe Biden. Her poor performance earned this strong rebuke from Donald Trump on Truth Social, quote, woke equals failure. Megan has been better known recently for left-wing activism than her soccer skills, frequently kneeling during the national anthem, a huge proponent of biological men competing in women's sports. And by the way, we did check, and Megan has never once had to face a biological man at the World Cup, so maybe she should reserve judgment until uh, she knows uh, what that's like. For now, she'll just have to settle for knowing uh, what it's like to just lose big time. Here with Reaction, author of a brand new book just out today, uh, and it is the American Playbook, A Guide to Winning Back the Country, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, and bookstores all around the country, Clay Travis, and the host of Outkicks, Tommy Laren, is fearless, Tommy Laren. Uh, Tommy, I mean, I wonder if she would think differently. Clay told me today, then I went and I looked it up, <laughs> I had not known this, that a Dallas... A young man's team at an academy somewhere in Dallas, 15 years old, 
beat the national team yeah. five to two. And these are 15-year-old boys versus a almost like a professional women's team. Yeah, exactly. And when Megan Rapinoe talked about the proudest moment in her career, she talked about fighting for equal pay for what I assume would be women. But then out of the other side of her mouth, she said she has no problem with biological men competing against women. So which one is it, Megan? Do you want equality and fairness for women, or does it only come to your own paycheck? This woman is the epitome of selfish, and she made it really hard to root for the United States. And we all root for the USA. Don't get me wrong. Even if it is Megan Rapinoe, and others that decided to kneel for the national anthem, we still root for this country. It would be nice, though, if those women who wear the USA on their jerseys could love the country as much as we do. I don't think that's too much to ask for, Sean. You know, if you look at the worst year in the NFL, uh, Clay Travis, it was when uh, we had the whole Colin Kaepernick issue, and Americans were disgusted. They did not want politics in football. And I understand everyone's going woke, and I understand they think they're inclusive, but America, you're taking the most uniting moment, a common passion for a team, a common passion for a sport, strangers high-fiving each other in the stands, and you're ruining it by adding politics to it. If you want politics, watch this show every night. You'll get, you'll get your fill of it. <laughs> you're 100% right, and, and, and that's why Michael Jordan said Republicans buy sneakers, too. Hey, independent people, we buy sneakers too. But, you know, with all joking aside, you know, they're absolutely right. You know, uh, everybody buys the merchandise. We watch the sports. We love, you know, our, our sporting heroes. We like that escapism. We like the entertainment aspect of it. We like to, to follow their life drama and all that stuff, how they got there. All that's beautiful. But leave politics for outside the sport you know i i love the 90s when it was less political and it was all about the home run chases and the records being broken and yes steroids was running rampant and there was a whole drama there but now it's like all these uh people in sports are you know just going all political and and I'm not saying all of them because the ones that are doing it, like the LeBron James and Megan Riopinos and all these, you know, are leftists. The liberals were just, you know, they they have the platform, they have the money, they don't care, they're near retirement, and they're just saying whatever the hell they want. Look, LeBron's uh, 38. He's been in the league for 21 years. Yeah, he's been around. He's not going to be around forever. He's got maybe two or three years left, if that. I know he's trying to you know, make it so him and his son can play together, I guess, or whatever. I'm not too sure about that. But, you know, and by the way, I, I don't know if a, a lot of my listeners know this, but I share a birthday with LeBron, kind of not the same year because I'm 45 and he's 38. But we're both born December 30th. We're both Capricorns. And I have never liked LeBron. I, in, you know, I tolerated him when he was down in Miami because I'm a Miami Heat fan. I, I like the fact that we won two championships and he helped. I'll say that. But then he did cramp out and, and leave us hanging. Like he left Cleveland hanging. And uh, now he's over in California playing for the Lakers, where I grew up watching and I was a fan as as a kid, I can't root for the Lakers anymore. I cannot wait to know the LeBron's out of the league. That's how badly he's done. 
in in you know just destroying his own brand i think with uh, at least a large part of the population myself included who refuses to endorse or buy anything that is related to that guy he's a racist he's an idiot and uh and this is my personal opinion and i got freedom of speech so there you go and uh he's proven himself remember this is a guy who once uh tweeted or uh, said that a cop was going to be next to get you know messed up after a cop defended a, a black girl but had to shoot another black girl who was going at that black girl with the butcher knife to kill her and LeBron, instead of saying, well, you know, one of the two black girls was about to die, the cop just got there and had to make a quick decision, and he chose to shoot the girl with a butcher knife to save the other chick who was about to get stabbed to death. LeBron didn't take the high road and just stay quiet about it. No, he, you know, made the cop the target, gave out his docs, and said, you're next, buddy. And, you know, he's never taken the Kyle Rittenhouse shit back either. And I have no respect for people like LeBron at all. So I find, uh, you know, that clip very, very funny. We're almost completely out of time. So let's segue out of uh, the news portion and transition over to a little bit of lighter stuff and uh, go directly into our box office Results for the weekend. That's right, guys. The box office results are in. And, man, are they insane. Like I said, this Barbie movie is just crushing it. Don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, I've heard mixed reactions uh, um, from different people. Somebody who I, you know, don't know on a face-to-face basis, but I've been on their show. Naroki has told me that he, or he posted that he saw it and he enjoyed it. It's been out for 17 days, guys. It was number one last week. It's number one again this week. Uh, it's just remarkable. With this movie, uh, with this film, whatever this thing is, <laughs> is doing. But uh, for the weekend, ending on August the 6th. So number 10, we have the, the uh, film Elemental, which brought in $1.3 million for the weekend. And uh, so far it's at $148 million domestically. Number nine, Indiana Jones and a Dial of Destiny, which has brought in 170 domestically. And uh, it seems like a lot of money, but it is uh, a bomb at the box office. Uh, but it's, it, it was slowly creeping at uh, 175, maybe. I think it's running somewhere around 175, maybe 180. Uh, but anyway, number eight for the weekend was Talk to Me, which brought in 6.2 million. Its domestic take is 22 million overall. Number seven, a movie that's doing very poorly at the box office, and I saw it and I loved it. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One has dropped to number seven. It was five previous week, and uh, it's 6.6 million. 
on the seventh week uh, of release, and uh, uh, and actually it's uh, let's see fifth week, no fourth week of release, and uh, it's not doing very well. It's uh, 151 million. Really low for a, a Mission Impossible movie. I expected a lot more than that. But look, they have part uh, two of the uh, Dead Reckoning coming up. And I, I highly recommend you check this one out. It's really, really good. And I cannot wait for uh, part two to conclude the story of this story arc. Uh, but number six this week, Sound of Freedom, which is still crushing out of the box office. And I mean that because it's a low-budget independent movie is uh, again brought in this weekend uh, 7.5 million guys this is an independent release from angel studios no relation to me even though i wish you know there was but now angel studio put this out they believed in it jim caviezel is brilliant in it and uh son of freedom is uh doing fantastic for uh, this low budget movie Bringing in 7.5 million this weekend overall, it's uh, brought in 164 million dollars domestically, with no love from the left, no help from uh, foreign markets. And I think recently started opening finally in some foreign markets, uh, but it's uh, it's had no love from the mainstream media. This is uh, the conservatives, you know, making sure that we understand what really happens with the uh, migrants illegally crossing the border, with human trafficking, what really is happening. This movie is very real. It's based on a true story, and it's, again, doing very well, and I'm very happy to see that. Number five this week was number three the last week, Hunted Mansion. Hunted Mansion I haven't seen, but it brought in $9.2 million. Overall, domestically, it's at, uh, what, $42 million? So it's doing, uh, well... So Walt Disney movie, you be the judge. I haven't seen it. I'm not interested. Uh, the next property, which came in at number four for uh, opening weekend, it's a movie that I'm actually, uh, you know, a fan of the property, but I didn't even know this was being, you know, uh, slated to come out. It's kind of surprised me a little bit. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. It's a anime. It's a cartoon. It's not live action. It brought in $28 million for the weekend, though. Uh, it's done, uh, you know, from the pre-weekend and the opening days prior. Uh, it's brought in total domestically $43 million. So it's opened up decently. It's going to definitely go through the $100 million pathway there. Being profitable, I'm sure it's not going to be hard for the Ninja Turtles because even the uh, bad reboots which uh, they were labeled bad by critics and fans. I enjoyed the first one, I ain't gonna lie. And I did like parts of the second one, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, but overall, they weren't as good as the original Ninja Turtles uh, 1 and 2 from the 90s. Yeah, I even like the uh, vanilla ice, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, Go, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, Go. I enjoyed that. Okay, so VIP word to your mother. Now, number, I can't believe I just said that. Number three, 
this week. It's from my one of my favorite directors uh, next to Guillermo del Toro is, of course, Christopher Nolan, the director who did the Batman Dark Knight trilogy and his uh, masterpieces uh, that we've all loved for years. Uh, not only those, but other great movies he's done. But uh, I got to see this, though. Oppenheimer, of course, uh, based on the true story. And uh, it brought in, uh, remember, it was number two last week. It's number three this week. It brought in another $29 million, raising its domestic total to $228 million. Guys, this is going to go over $300 million, I think, easily. Making it another huge movie for uh, my man Christopher Nolan, who I want to see at some point get back in the superhero game. And, uh, you know, maybe 10 years down the road, him and Christian Bale can say, hey, you know what? Let's make uh, another trilogy of Batman movies. Why not? You know, with technology the way it is, I'm sure Christian Bale can get back in a bat suit and do it. If uh, old ass Michael Keaton can do it. Christian Bale could do it also, so I'm holding out hopes, and uh, hopefully we get to see more Michael Keaton also, by the way, I love uh, his Batman as well, uh, but that's number three this week, uh, also opening up this week at number two, Meg 2, The Trench, opened up with 30 million, so it just barely beat Oppenheimer, who did 29 million, so at 30 million, opening number two, Meg to the Trench, that's what it's brought in, 30 million total domestic. It's its first weekend, and it opened up on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so it doesn't have like a, an extended couple days to give it a boost or anything like that, like we've had from uh, like the Ninja Turtles movie, for example. Uh, number one, again, the movie that I was talking about earlier that's just mind-boggling, and it's on its third week. Number one, again, this week, as it was last week, Barbie. Barbie and the No Cojones on Ken is number one again for the third week in a row. Now, this movie brought in $53 million this weekend, folks. That's more money than my entire family will ever see. Let's be honest, okay? Might be chump change to some billionaires or millionaires. Not to me. But Barbie at the box office is crushing it. Right now, domestically, it's brought in $459 million. Put this into perspective. I know the the Barbie product is an old one, and it's a, a you know a cherished uh, toy uh, that girls love. But did you expect this to be a billion dollar movie? I sure didn't. And it's only a few weeks in. This movie is still gonna rake in more money. This has potentially the chance to even get to maybe 1.5, maybe 1.8 billion? Dude, are you kidding me? That's insane. I didn't know the Barbie was that big. I mean, my God. Now, I, I do hear some good things from some uh, conservative people like saying, don't judge it yet, watch it. Because there's a lot of stuff that I think people within certain movements are getting out of this 
which are like hidden subliminal stuff aimed at the woke movement and uh it's kind of being thrown there as jokes and humor and there's a mixed bag of like well this is for the people that love barbie but this is also something that is kind of like what you know uh, we're facing here right now right now right now so you know i've been told to watch it give it a chance don't be uh judging the book by its cover and i've i've been i've been guilty of doing that i've done it before but i am very shocked that this movie's doing what it's doing and when I say that, by the way, that it's happened before, uh, it, it has. And I, I really wanted, you know, now that I remember, I really wanted to say this because there was a movie that I really didn't think I was going to like. I had no interest in watching. It uh, was number 15 last week. It's number, and it's a movie that I didn't think I was going to like. Uh, it was number 15 last week. It's number 17 this week with, like, what, $29,000 uh, so that didn't make much. Uh, but it's made $50 million, uh, so far domestically. That's the movie Hard Feelings. And I'll tell you what, I uh, ended up watching it. And guess what? It's a pretty kick-ass movie. I take back everything I said bad about that movie. It's actually very funny, very well-made. And uh, I now highly recommend it. No hard feelings. I Look, I'm honest when I make mistakes and I say something is bad or I'm not interested. And then I watch it or I rewatch it or I watch it for the first time and I, I change my opinion or I have an opinion on something I didn't expect to watch like this movie. I'm open and honest and transparent about it. And I just remembered. And uh, no hard feelings. All right, guys? No hard feelings. In the movie, also no hard feelings. Watch it; it's very good, very funny, and it's uh, domestically uh, sitting at fifty million, internationally thirty-four million for an overall eighty-five million worldwide, which I'm sure it's uh, covering uh, the expenses of the budget, and I'm sure it's done very well for itself. I mean, it's uh, a movie that again I had not heard of. I looked at the poster and I was like, eh, it looks like another one of these American Pie wannabe movies. And I've seen a lot of those already. I wasn't expecting to actually laugh like I did in that movie, but I, I saw it accidentally and I ended up really enjoying it. And it's actually made my list of uh, top movies to watch for 2023. So uh, check that out. And just uh, so you know, it's a Jennifer Lawrence movie, and uh, I haven't really seen much of her work, but she is very good looking, and she is hot in this movie, and she does full frontal. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Andrew uh, Barth Feldma uh, is the male lead, uh, has uh, Matthew Broderick in it, uh, which of course we all know is Ferris Bueller, better known as that. Uh, even he admits to it now. And uh, a, a lot of people that you might not be aware of who they are, a lot of new names and just actors who are not very uh, familiar uh, to a lot of us. But again, it's a very funny film. Uh, and I switch my overall feelings on it. I now highly recommend it. 
And yes, Jennifer Lawrence is hot in this movie. Full frontal. Now, getting back to Barbie and the amazing box office results for a movie that's featuring Margot Robbie, who wasn't exactly killing it uh, in uh, Suicide Squad and her time uh, playing Harley Quinn. Uh, but, you know, she apparently did a fine job here as Barbie. Ryan Gosling playing Ken. Uh, I don't know much of the rest of the cast. Kate McKinnon, I know her. Uh, also, she plays Barbie as well. Uh, Isa Ray plays Barbie also. Alexander Shipp plays Barbie. Emma McKay plays Barbie. I kind of know who she is. Emma McKay, I, I know her a little bit. Uh, Hari Nae for Neff plays Barbie also. Sharon Rooney play, uh, plays Barbie. Uh, you get where I'm going with this, right? Anna Cruz uh, Connie is uh, also one that plays Barbie. Ritu Araya plays Barbie. There's a lot of Barbie in this movie. Uh, let's see. Dua Lipa plays Barbie. Nicola Coughlin, uh, yeah, Coughlin plays Barbie. Uh, Emerald Fennell plays Midge. I think it's the only uh, Midge in there. Uh, Simu Lai, Lu, plays uh, an Asian Ken. Uh, we have uh, Kingsley Ben Adir, play a Ken. Uh, let's see, we have a young black man named uh, Nikuri Gatwa, who plays a uh, Ken. John Cena plays a Ken. Scott Evans uh, plays a Ken. So you get what I'm getting uh, at here. There's a lot of Barbies and a lot of Ken dolls with no penises in this movie. And uh, some people are saying it's actually pretty brilliant. Directed by uh, Greta Gerwig. Not Thunberg, but Greta Gerwig wrote and directed this movie. And again, stars Margaret Kidder as the main Barbie. And that's where the marketing really has been at. But it's kind of like one of these uh, multiverse type of things where they have multiple Barbies and multiple cans. So that's where they're going with that. And again, it's making buco money at the box office. More money than I ever expected to. So congratulations to that franchise as it's doing something that I never expected. And it's in the billion-dollar market now, and it's looking to expand. Might even make a couple billion uh, in total, maybe 1.5, maybe more. Who knows? The legs could be phenomenal. I didn't know the franchise was that big, but look, it's doing what it's doing. With that, folks, that's the box office results for the weekend of August 6th, and uh, we'll be back uh, next weekend with more box office results for the films, the release, new, and for those that are holding over from the previous week, and I'm sure Barbie might be number one again next week. Uh, just have that little hunch, but we'll see what comes up next week. Uh, with that, guys, this is the end of the road for Inside of the Jackal's Head for this weekend. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the clips I played, the topics we touched on, and we talked about, and we did that all within my head. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. 
Uh, please uh, tell your friends, family, co-workers, enemies, friends, foes, whatever. Tell them all about this show. Easy to get to. Please, you know, tell them how to get here. AngelEspino.com. The Jackal's Head at gmail.com is the show's email address. And I encourage everybody, if you want me to talk about something, if there's a topic you want me to read about, play clips on, investigate, make your voices be patriotically heard by sending me an email. Okay, I don't want to actually hear your voices. I want you to email me at thejackalshead at gmail.com. And drop me uh, your info. Uh, Maybe I'll use it. Maybe I won't. Who knows? The show's coming back from a very long break. And uh, as my friend California guy would say, it was on a very long hiatus. But now we're back. That's right. We're back. But we're back and we're here to stay. Uh, This is episode 299. So we'll be back next week with episode 300 officially. And uh, I look forward to being back with you living, breathing, and doing it once again on Inside the Jackal's Head. And until that time, folks, this is Angel Espino wishing everybody a happy, safe, and very, very lovely rest of your week. Enjoy it and catch me, if you can, next weekend. Till then, bless you all, love you all, and we'll speak again. From inside the jackal's head, have a great one. Wink, wink. Bye-bye.